highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Isn't it amazing that the issues we had in the 60s with people killing us, now we're killing us, and we're not saying anything about it. Had white people come through Milwaukee and started killing black people, the world would have stopped on its axis because so many people would have shown up to defend the neighborhood. But yet crime is literally out of control. And we're talking about it? It's an issue? What is your plan? What's the secret? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Milwaukee, like many other major cities in the United States, has some issues that we have to work on. And that's no secret. And I've been talking about those issues over the course of my campaign for mayor. You're joking, right? Talking about it? Where's the plan? We keep talking about plans, talking about strategies. Where is the plan? What are we doing? Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. It's decimating the black community. Yeah, because y'all don't eat right. So when you get sick because you don't eat right, because you're overweight, and nobody tells you because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we live in a world now where if you hurt somebody's feelings, you might get arrested. It's ridiculous. Idiotic. If you know you're not supposed to have certain things because you have diabetes, don't eat it. Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay. Tell that to your children and your grandchildren who won't see you because you decided to eat. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome. Welcome into The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Obviously, I am not Dr. Ken Harris. Many of you are probably thinking, who is this? Well, let me just say this first. I'm much better looking than Dr. Ken Harris. That's the first fact. (laughs) This is Denise Thomas, the effective communication coach, also known as DT. And I have the pleasure of backfilling or guest hosting for Dr. Ken, who is currently on assignment. There's so much going on in the world, in the country, in the state, and in the city of Milwaukee. So this is going to be an action-packed show today. Now, I'm someone who definitely believes in being interactive. So I want to encourage everybody during the next two hours to share your thoughts, your perspectives. You can call into the Truth Line at 833-212-212. 1017. You can also text at 833-212-1017. And please make sure that you're following 1017 The Truth on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also download the 1017 The Truth app, either in Apple or Google. And of course, you can always listen to us live from The Truth app or at 1017thetruth.com. So again, there's a lot going on and I'm, I'm kind of I don't want to use the other word that I was going to use. Let me just be a little bit more friendly. I'm really upset right now about what's going on in this country. I mean, this has been the narrative for me for the past two and a half years. So let me first start on a national level. WNBA star Brittany Greener sentenced to nine years in Russian jail for drug smuggling. Now, let me just be fully transparent. I am 46 years old. 
and when I was growing up, you couldn't say anything bad to me about America. America was the best country to live in. America was the most powerful country to live in. And you just didn't mess with America. By no means did you mess with America if you were Russia or China, any of these other countries that exist outside of North America. America was not to be messed with. And I'm trying to understand how in 2022, we have a world-renowned American women's basketball star, Brittany Greener, and I, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing her name correctly, who was convicted for deliberately smuggling drugs into Russia. And today, Griner, thank you, Brittany Griner, thank you, and sentenced to nine years of jail time. That is ridiculous. And what's, what's even more ridiculous is the fact that we have an administration, the Biden administration, who has been public, public, y'all, saying that this was wrong, this was unfair, this is not appropriate. And I'm trying to understand, and I agree with the caller from the earlier show. How do we have a black vice president who's a woman that is not more vocal about the situation? Now, again, I'm asking, I, 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 in, in all sincerity, I am asking, how is this possible? How is it that this country has a black woman vice president? who has been vocal about women's rights and we have a black woman in Russia for drug smuggling who is a WNBA basketball star. Please somebody, please somebody call in and help me understand that because just a week ago, my understanding was that they were going to do, and when I say they, between the Russian government and the U.S. government, we're going to do a prison swap. Two Russian prisoners, or excuse me, two Americans that were in Russia prison exchanged for two vice versa. And, and both that are in American custody, let me tell you, have done way worse than smuggling less than one gram. Are y'all with me? One gram of cannabis oil in her luggage. This woman has been already incarcerated for nine months and just found out today, or excuse me, six months, just today found out that she now has to serve nine years for again, trying to smuggle, and this is based on the accusations from the Russian prosecutors, less than one gram of cannabis oil in her luggage. This is unacceptable and my heart goes out to Brittany, I don't know her personally, to her wife, to her family. And this is such, such a huge loss for the WNBA. We have to do better with who we are voting for and who we are holding accountable. Because it hurts my heart. And again, I'm not privy to the behind the scenes in terms of what's going on, but I do know this, that if I live in a country that was... For, for years, for decades, regarded as the home of the free, the land of the brave. This is the most powerful country. This is the country that people come to for prosperity and growth. 
and I'm looking at a woman who looks like me, who is now in prison in Russia for less than one gram of cannabis oil in her luggage. This is a big deal. And this is really something that we need to be thinking about as African-Americans or black folks in this country. Because this, this is actually part of what I've been researching over the past two and three, four months. I've been very intentional about researching U.S. history. Because what I'm finding out is that as we feel that we're making progress, a lot of the things that happen since the Revolutionary War, since, since the colonizers broke away from the British government and started what is known now as the United States of America, which, by the way, we're going to talk about a little bit later, which, by the way, black folks built. We, we, we're going to talk about that, but I know we, we got a caller in. Frank, Frank from Milwaukee, you are on the truth. What are your thoughts? Up first, thank you very much. And um, let me first say I appreciate your energy. You're, you're in it. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate I, it. No, listen, I completely agree with you. I, I mentioned to Tori, and I, I might have sent uh, Sherwin a text earlier. This this is simply a political play of all the developed nations, which I can't even count. You know, this woman would have been kicked, kicked loose. You know, this is beyond trivial. So it's it's like a power play, or it's it's the the political grandstanding, you know. This uh, this version of of a trade that's that's been you know tossed around. It, it's all just a joke, you know. It's I, I can't even I can't even find the words exactly to describe it, but it, I'll just call it a joke. The you know, and, and it's very sad. It's sad that this woman is stuck there, mm-hmm. you know, on something so trivial. Because like I say, in, in any other developed nation. You know, we, we would have had a concise and clear discussion. Biden would have got on the phone and, and sorted it out, and she'd have been on a plane a day or two after the incident. This is all grandstanding, and I, I just feel so bad for this woman and her family. Frank, I, your sentiments, I totally agree with. And thank you so much for your call, Frank. And, and here's the thing. I, I totally get that this is a, a political move. However, I'm trying to understand again, how is, how, what, is, what is the position of power that America has anymore? And what really hurt me the most is that President Joe Biden basically said the length, the lengthy sentence was unacceptable. Okay, well, if it's unacceptable, well, then bring this woman home. And, and let me be clear, just based on what I've understood, the conditions of the Russian prison that Brittany Griner is in, you want to talk about unacceptable the conditions that she's in are definitely unacceptable. And if you have not already, I encourage each of you, when you have an opportunity, to whatever news media platform that you utilize, just just go and watch her reaction. Watch Brittany's reaction as she is hearing the sentence of nine years. And then I want you to, I'm going to encourage you to think about if it were you or a family member that simply is trying to do Every day, what she loves to do, what you love to do, and that's play basketball and represent the National Basketball Association. Imagine, in a blink of an eye, she's already spent six months in Russian prison. They offered, the U.S. officials offered a 
potential prisoner swap. And from my understanding, the narrative was like she was coming home. The conditions of the Russian prison are far worse. I want to be clear. And again, you know, use whatever media platform that you need to use. Far, far worse than American prison. And this is unacceptable. This is a black woman who has in, in indirectly outside of the military has served her country. She has represented her country. She was playing basketball in Russia. And now in 2022, this woman will not be able to come home until 2031. This is beyond leniency. This is, this is ridiculous. And so I just, I want us to think about the fact that she never used marijuana in Russia. She had a gram of cannabis oil. And now she's having to give her life, nine years of it, to Russia. Nine years. We'll take a break. We come back. Again, let me know your thoughts on how you feel about this just disgusting, disgusting lengthy punishment that this sister, this queen that's American has received. And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 1017, the truth, the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017, the truth, the truth app and 1017, the truth.com. One more chance. Biggie, biggie, give me one more chance. Hey, this is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I am Denise Thomas, the effective communication coach, also known as your girl DT, and I am guest hosting in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. When we we were before we went to the break, we were talking about Brittany Griner, um, who just received a nine-year sentence in Russia. And on the talking text line, which I'm going to go to, uh, someone just said, whoever's talking right now, tell her to stop leaving out the fact that she broke the law in another country. A gram or a pound doesn't matter. Um, Well, first of all, nobody's going to tell me to stop talking. That's what I do, and I do it very well. Secondly, um, it does matter. It absolutely does matter. Now, yes, there was an opportunity uh, for, and again, I want to emphasize the word opportunity, for Ms. Griner to know the laws, to know the laws that are associated uh, when you are bringing in uh, something such as cannabis. Absolutely. But in terms of whether it was a gram or a pound, that absolutely does matter. And this is not just simply a case of she broke the law. The punishment does not fit this crime. Now, I am not familiar with the marijuana laws as it relates to Russia, but I do know in the United States, Grams versus pounds, um, it, it definitely does have an impact in terms of what the punishment of imprisonment will do. So as far as that goes, it does matter. And again, as I said before, you need to put yourself in this individual's shoes because I guarantee you that if it were your sister, your daughter, 
your mother, your niece, your cousin, or your friend, you wouldn't simply say, well, she broke the law, so it is what it is. That's, that's not the situation. And, and furthermore, if, that, if it were that simple in terms of whether it was a gram or a pound, she broke the law, then why was the conversation of trading even on deck to begin with? The president said it's unacceptable. I'm saying that it's unacceptable. The majority of people that have been public about this know that it's unacceptable. This woman did not deserve to be sentenced in a Russian prison for nine years for one gram of oil of cannabis. Yes, it does make a a difference. Also on the talk and text line, let's see, we've got uh, SS Frank. It says if this woman survives nine years in Russian, inimaginable, and I can't say the word that they used to describe, I'll be crying anyway. Again, um, I've, I've started to do some research in terms of the Russian prisons, and it, it is by far worse. The heat, um, the food that's served, uh, the, the, the conditions, being able to communicate with your family members, it is vastly, vastly different and not in a good way in terms of the Russian prison. Also, we have a text from Tim. Obviously, it is an unfortunate situation, but there is no way you should be traveling to Russia while they are at war with basically the West. Plus, you need to know the rules of any country that you go to. In no way should she be swapped for a mass murderer who's going to go on and kill thousands of people. That is crazy. Uh, I definitely agree that this is an unfortunate situation. I agree with that. Um, In terms of traveling to Russia while they are at war, I will say this, it's easy for people that don't rely upon traveling international for income to say that. I would, I would definitely be someone to say, hey, you know what, I'm not comfortable traveling to China right now due to everything that's going on with the, within the government and the relationship between the China and the U.S. I don't feel comfortable right now going to Russia for the same reasons, but I still can eat. I can still make money here in the U.S., Brittany Griner, that may not have been her situation. That may have been, I got to go to Russia so that me and my wife can eat. So it's, it's never just that simple. And it's very easy for people on the outside looking in to always say, well, if it were me, I wouldn't do that. Well, it ain't you. Stop expecting you from others. Stop blaming people for things based on what you would do. Because again, and I'll just say this really quick, because we definitely not going to go down this rabbit hole. What Will Smith did to Chris Rock, totally unacceptable. However, I don't know what was going on in Will Smith's mind. It's easy for me to say, I would never go on stage and smack or assault another human being. I would never do that. Yes, in this state of mind that I'm in now where I'm not emotional, I I don't know, know what's going on in Will Smith's world. But we have to start as a society to quit just going straight up to, well, if it were me or I wouldn't have done this, you don't know the person's situation. Until you do, until you do, Think about how you can support, how you can find a solution, how you can support. Now, if Brittany Griner, if she murdered somebody uh, out of, you know, non-defense or did anything of that nature, like, you know, brought in 20 grams of cocaine, to me, it's, it's all subjective. But the punishment, bottom line, it does not fit the crime. Our administration, our country's executive administration the biden administrative have been very vocal about saying this is unacceptable as well so again my thoughts my prayers i i'm literally sitting here wondering as a citizen of a country that has always been regarded as the most powerful what can i do 
because I've, I, I am literally in a country where the vice president of the United States is a black woman. And I know the, v, the, you know, the VP role, it, it is not as powerful, for lack of better words, as the president in terms of decision-making, uh, but there is some power. I mean, isn't the vice president the president of the Senate? Don't, don't they control that? What, or the Speaker of the House and the vice president? I'm just, this, is, this cannot go on. Brittany Griner needs to come back to the U.S. She needs to come home. And until you spent time in jail or until you've experienced a loved one in jail, because we're all human, we all make mistakes. Quit just going to, well, it's the law. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about that during today's show. We're going to talk about the law and we're going to talk about how certain documents that were authored, you know, over 200, almost 250 years ago are still being referenced and how that impacts the evolution of this country. And in, in particular, I'm talking about the Declaration of Independence. We're going to talk about that a little bit later because I want people to understand that it is not that cut and dry. It's not that simple. And the things that are happening today in terms of legislation, in terms of justice, in terms of health care, employment, access to equity, it, it's, it's like a revolving circle. These are the same things that happen when the Jim Crow laws were being activated and when the civil rights movement first took place. You, you realize that the Declaration of Independence, which was authored in 1776, it's about to be 250 years old. This country is about to be 250 years old, July 4th, 2026. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how the wording of this document that said we started off, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Well, first of all, who is we? Who is we? What does self-evident mean? And when you say men, does that mean humans? Or did that mean the men that were in the room that authored the document, like Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Benjamin Franklin? Because right now, I'm trying to understand what this we means, because when decisions are being made that impact me and my community, and when I say my community, I mean black folks, African-American, ain't too much we I'm feeling. I'm not feeling too much we in that. So I'm, I'm, when we come back, we're going to talk about how the we has evolved. Because, again, what we're seeing as black Americans in this country is very synonymous with what we saw and experienced from the time that we were brought to this land before it was the United States when it was just simply 13 colonies back in 1619. This country operates on capitalism. Whether it's money, whether it's humans, and that's exactly what Brittany Griner, that's the cost that she has to pay. She is paying the price of what this country has been based and founded on and operated on, and that's capitalism. Power.
And we got to start thinking about how we are going to adapt, engage, or even ignite our own power. Because what happened on January 6th, you best believe that had everything to do with power. This, this new president, Joe Biden, he's talking about serving communities and people. And the numbers are showing that we are losing our power. We are no longer going to be the majority. The supremacy is being impacted negatively. We must go to the Capitol and attack. That has, that has been the story of this country since its Declaration of Independence. When the colonizers declared we are no longer part of the British government, we are going to start our own country, our own colony, our own republic. Well, wait a minute. We need infrastructure. How are we going to do that? Ah, let's go get some slaves. And so from 1619 through 1776, we were building. And when I say we, I'm not talking about the we that wrote or author of the Declaration of Independence. I'm talking about the we, the black folks that were brought from West Africa to build what is now known as the United States of America. And you best believe the civil war that occurred in this country on our own land to say whether or not we as black folks should still be slaves. We got to pay attention because the signs of those times, and I don't say this to, to, to create or perpetuate fear. I mean, we as black folks, we, we've been living, eat, eating, breathing, sleeping, this type of discrimination, these types of unfair punishments. And it, can sim it can't simply be, well, you know the law. Do I really? I know a lot of laws that have been broken by people that don't look like me. So again, let me know your thoughts. Call, text me, because <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously, I'm not trying to perpetuate any fear, but we, we've got to, as black Americans, we've got a lot of work to do in terms of within ourselves. We got to start asking better questions. We got to start using our votes much better. And we got to start thinking about if there was to be a civil war again, what role do we play? The truth line, call in 833-212-1017, or you can hit me on the talk and text line also at 833-212-1017. This is the truth. More of the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Listen, Ralph, give me one second because I want to hear your thoughts. Do not hang up. That's got to do something real quick. But Ralph, give me give me 10 seconds. The Milwaukee Black Arts Festival is back. Come join the Truth Street team at the Summerfest grounds this Saturday from noon until 8 p.m. as we celebrate the deep roots of African heritage and the creative magnificence of black cultural arts. The event will be packed with fun-filled activities such as arts, music, poetry, 
dance, fashion, and more. So again, join the Truth Street team at the Summerfest grounds this Saturday from noon until 8 p.m. for the return of Milwaukee Black Arts Festival. We now are going to go to our line. Ralph from Milwaukee, you are on the new 101.7 The Truth. All right. How y'all doing? Great. How are you? Good. Good. I was, uh, I just wanted to call and ask, uh, why is it that if the country wasn't founded until 1776, people are constantly referencing back to 1619 as though all the laws and the Constitution was founded and implemented and voted on. You know, it's kind of disingenuous to say that the country was founded on something that where the country wasn't even in existence. And it's not like the United States instituted slavery out of a vacuum. The whole world was uh, employing slavery in one form or fashion. So what is the why do we constantly think that uh, the america was the place where slavery was founded that's that's what i'd like to ask and i'd like to hear what you have to say about that well thank you so much ralph that's a great question so in 1619 in approximately late august of 1619 uh 20 to 30 africans they landed um, at a fort, and I, I can't yeah, recall I the know, name. I know the, I know this, I know now, the Ralph, story. Now, Ralph, I listen I'm, I'm to asking... you. Are you going to let me finish? Let me finish. Let me get to my period, and then I'll let you talk. Thank you. So in 1619, they came to Hampton, Virginia, um, and then the Africans that came were traded in exchange for supplies. Now, keep in mind, 1776 was when the Declaration of Independence was authored. That is not a legal document. That was simply a Declaration of Independence from the British government. Does that answer your question? Uh, well, it is. Wouldn't it be considered a legal document if that's what they're using to say that we have independence? No, there. There was. It is not a legal document. Now, the U.S. Constitution is a legal document, which includes a number of amendments that legislation is um, referenced to. But as far as the the Declaration of Independence, it is exactly what it says. It is. It was a document declaring independence from the from the British government saying that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and in this instance when you think about the, the people that wrote the article which at that time were regarded as elite white men that's where they said this is officially the birth of this nation and at the time it wasn't even the United States it was 13 colonies so I hope that provides some context but 1619 was basically a project of where the first slaves were brought to colonies 1776 was when the document of the Declaration of Independence was authored which many Americans have regarded as the birth date of this country thank you so, so much for calling so, Ralph no, so my question is still, uh, why do you refer to the country as 1776 or 1619 when clearly you agree that the document of the Declaration of Independence is when the country started? I, I don't consider anything. I'm stating, I'm stating the fact that the Declaration of Independence was authored on July 4th, 1776. All right. Thank you so much. So going back to the talk and tech line, 
Oh, thank you. Somebody, Marquise, just said, I want to say, Miss DT, you're doing a great job. Keep the pressure on the air. I love it. Black Queen, powerful. Thank you so much, Marquise. I appreciate your kind words and tuning in. What was that? What was that, DZ? What was that? Huh? What was that beeping noise? What was that? I heard a bell. Yeah. What was that? Does that mean like oh, that's we're a winning? Ding. That's a magic Life thing. Is that once once something <laughs> is said that is fruitful, <laughs> it's just. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. All right. We've got some more text coming in. Uh, let's see. When the last civil war happened, the lines were clear. That's what I mean. Nowadays, parties involved are too many to count. Short story, a modern day civil war would produce incalculable results. I have a ninth grade education. The phone is helpful in communicating. I'm not really understanding that comment, but but thank you. Um, all right. So lots going on. And again, I would I would I would encourage each of us that are listening to become more familiar with U.S. history in the sense of how it was, how this country was established. Let me tell you why. Now, I come from the Gen X generation. So that's typically between 1965 and 1980, I believe. And the reason why I'm saying that is my experience of social studies and U.S. history was basically Dr. Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, and the Civil Rights Movement, with a little bit of sprinkle of Frederick Douglass here and there. That was it. So I was conditioned to believe that black folks were slaves, and then throughout the Civil Rights Movement, we started to get more rights. And that, that is far, so far removed from the truth. Speaking of, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the evolution of we as it was originally referred to or authored in the Declaration of Independence and how is that we evolved. We're also going to talk about Breonna Taylor and I'm going to say her name one more time because her name needs to be heard. Breonna Taylor. When we come back, we're going to talk about the most recent convictions in the Breonna Taylor murder case. I'm, I'm so sick of this, y'all. As a black woman, I am so sick of having to talk about these senseless, racist murders based on simply the color of my skin and the texture of my hair that you would feel that you can come into my home and take my life. But we're going to talk about the officers that were involved and what just happened today. This is The Truth, 101.7. We'll be back. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Oh, yeah. Round and round. It's Friday Eve, y'all. As much that's negative going on in this world. Remember, we black. We're not new to adversity. We're not new to boundaries, restrictions. We got to keep making the best that we can. Now, today, civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who represented Breonna Taylor's family, today applauded the charges that were just given to those former, well, I should say current and former, 
Louisville, Kentucky police officers involved in the deadly raid on Breonna Taylor's home in March, March 13th, 2020, where she was murdered. Now, the family did receive a $12 million settlement. Uh, they, they did pay, the, the settlement was paid to the Taylor family, and it did lead to a significant number of police reforms in Louisville, in the state of Kentucky, including the use of social workers to provide support on certain police runs and the requirement that commanders review and approve search warrants before seeking judicial approval. Because basically what had happened is that, and I'm just going to use layman's terms, these, these four police officers, they basically had a fake search warrant and they didn't, they didn't honor proper protocol. And they used unjustifiable and excessive force when they entered Breonna Taylor's home and ultimately murdered her. I didn't say alleged. They murdered her. They were found guilty of that. And I'm so tired. I'm so tired of talking about this. Because Breonna Taylor, this beautiful black queen, will never come back from that. She's gone. She was in her home, y'all, 26 years old, an ER technician, was in her home and was shot and killed during this ridiculous forced entry raid in the wee hours of the morning of March 13th. And while justice may have been served, I'm I'm tired of even saying that, but I get it. Attorney Ben Crump, he's he's done significant things for our community as it relates to trials, criminal and civilian trials that revolve that involve racism and discrimination. However, I, this word justice, see, we got to start thinking about the words that we're using because the criminal justice system, it is evident, it's not for us. And this we phrase, that's part of the Declaration of Independence. It did not mean black folks. You know, my Angelo, she always, you know, may she rest in peace. She had that famous quote, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. When the Declaration of Independence was authored, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Translation, we These elite white men that are in this room authoring this Declaration of Independence saying that we are no longer part of the British government. We are here. It is evident. And all of us in this room are created equal. And what's really going to be important is that we have this thing as part of life, liberty, and happiness, property. And guess what that property included, y'all? Us. Black folks. Slaves. The, the caller earlier that was saying, you know, slavery was not just happening. In the, I cannot talk about that. I wasn't impacted by that. See, that's the thing. I can't speak on situations that don't impact me. And I would strongly encourage people that are so quick to say things like that until you've walked in the shoes of black Americans, whether it's 2022, 1922, or 1822, you can't. You can't speak on something that you haven't experienced. 
And so I, I don't even waste time trying to entertain conversations with people who, and I'm, I'm stealing this from Keon Anderson, who's, who's married to uh, former uh, NBA player Shaquille O'Neal's wife, Shawnee O'Neal. She's now Shawnee Anderson. But one of the things that he talks about is quit trying to explain yourself to people who are committed to misunderstanding you. I do not engage in conversations with people who are committed to not taking accountability or not even trying to understand what it's like being black in this country. Are y'all with me? I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't do it. I'm not doing it. If you feel the way that you feel about slavery and, and being black in this country and you have never experienced any of those, I would strongly encourage you to do more listening than speaking. I would strongly encourage that. I don't, I, I would never, ever speak on behalf of someone who is of Polish descent or German descent because I've never lived in Poland or Germany and I don't have any family members that are from those countries. But when it comes to the justice the judicial system in this country. And I'll even break it down in terms of the branches of our government, executive, legislative, judicial. So basically president, Senate, Congress, and the Supreme Court. Nothing has been done just because it was the right thing to do. Just because it was a matter of making sure that we all are equal. This had everything to do with power. I'll say the words that make you feel like it's about you and equality. But at the end of the day, I'll give you an example. And this is my opinion. And please, please call in, text 833-212-1017 on the truth line, talking text line. I'll give you an example. When Lyndon, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act, everybody was like, LBJ, he's such a great president. He's making sure that, that black Americans in the South and all over have, have equality, equity. Really? Wasn't it election time? Wasn't election around the corner? Because remember, he inherited the first round. He, he inherited the, the first presidency from the assassination, based on the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And I want to show the country that I can also be an elected president. So I'm going to use certain terms and I'm going to do certain things so that it seems as though I'm for the we are created equal aspect. But in actuality, I need my power. I need to be president. I, I am as an individual black woman that lives in America I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not taking the fluff. I'm digging. I'm researching. I'm taking words and really analyzing and, and aligning those with the situation at hand. Brittany Griner should not be in prison in Russia for nine years. Breonna Taylor should be here on earth going to work this morning as the ER technician that she was before her life was taken by police officers 
I'm tired of having these conversations and I'm not going to engage with people that are convinced that are convinced and dedicated to misunderstanding what I'm going through as a black person in this country. And I would strongly encourage those that are that also identify to do the same. This is 101.7 the truth and when we come back we're going to have some more truth.